Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports. We're here live, really live, as you can hear, live at Chocolat Restaurant in Harlem, USA. Here with our total crew, the great Jamal Murphy sitting across from me. As usual, Wednesday night, live from Chocolat. Feels good. That's right. A little soundtrack here on the slide. We've got to get some music in here without having to pay for it. <laughs> and uh, we got... Uh, Kevin Keating on the control, on the sound control. On the ones Kevin, and twos. Kevin, how you doing? Everything's good? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. There you go. All right. Any 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 complaints about the sound, we'll give you Kevin's email. <laughs> but also you could also praise him too. True. Yeah, or, or hire me. Or, <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Actually, yeah. That's good. And then over to my right, Raisa Kelly, uh, doing the uh, photographs and video that you see on uh, YouTube and Right, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook and, Live sometimes, and then, uh, right, Instagram. Then, right, and then, you know, um, yeah. So listen, um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, two days ago, I just want to acknowledge Chocolate. Two days ago, um, I had my um, my uh, next chapter party celebration here at Chocolate. The place was packed. Right. I was really, really pleasantly uh, surprised by... Uh, you know, by the turnout and the enthusiasm, the warmth, uh, Jamal was there, and Jamal, I, you know, Monica was there. Your mother was there. It was a very, right, right. very pleasant, uh, pleasant surprise. Right. She was in town. She's in living in Philly now, but she was in town in New York, and she, of course, she wanted to come by and uh, and also, you know, show her appreciation. That was great. Yeah, and that was a very pleasant surprise. So she's not in Chicago anymore. No, no, she moved to Philly oh. a couple about a month or so ago. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the East Coast now. She, oh, good. So mm-hmm. that's good. So yeah, kinda, perfect. Good. So so Kareem, Kareem turned it out, man. I mean, Kareem was really he he came in. He was like kind of <laughs> sleep, and then man, his brother just like picked it up, man. He was yeah. like all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Try to try to gotta tone him, turn him down sometimes. <laughs> like whoa, man. In particular, you know, John Skipper was talking, right. and Kareem had no. I don't know. <laughs> This is the president of ESPN. We, we had to rush him to the bathroom at that time. I was like, Jamal, this man's cute. Man. Hey, man, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. Great. You know, my fir- it's my first. I'm, I'm learning on the job. Oh, right great, man. He's like, he's a ball of fire. I, I yeah. love him. He's, he's great, man. I can't wait till he comes on the show. You know, he can, <laughs> he'll actually be like, you know, at first he'll, when he can really kind of start putting sentences together. Right. And then I can see at some point. You know, he could like take over the show. <laughs> It'll be like a special. And then by that time, Kevin may have kids and Raisa may have, you know, right. have like a whole second generation family show. But anyway, but I just want to um, thank everybody who came and even those who meant to come and didn't. Right. It was just really, really a very nice event. It was sort of what I mean, you know, if you're going to, you know, uh, you know, give a sort of uh, a, um, I kept wanting to correct people. It's not retirement. I mean, you know, I, I resigned. Right. And I resigned and to get right. another deal. Now I'm right. you know, doing this. I'm, I'm working at ESPN. You know. It was aptly named the next chapter. Yes, yeah, next chapter. Next chapter. Yeah, so was, you know, so that's yeah. what it was. Next chapter, and you know, it was great. So anyway, um, thanks everybody. It was great, and um, we're going to take a really 
quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about um, LeBron James making another, like yet another stand. A stand is not a stand. A stand is not a stand. A stand, and, but we're going to make it a stand. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. But hey, everybody, lots of love to everybody who came out to the next chapter. Uh, Chocolat was packed. Leon Ellis was happy. Right. Great <laughs> event. Great event. All right. Thank everybody here for helping make. And you, you will, you will be seeing pictures very soon. Right, Raisa. You'll be seeing pictures really, really soon. She said right. Right. She said right. 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 Okay. We'll be we'll be back in a minute. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's www dot audible trial dot com backslash bill roden on sports check it out welcome back to bill roden on sports uh, with uh, Jamal Murphy. So, so Jamal, so Donald Trump was named Time Man of the Year. Yeah. You know, right? Um, yeah. But, of course, as you point out, they've also had people like, on the cover, like Hitler. Yeah, Hitler. He was Man of the Year. Hitler was I think man. Stalin was Man of the Year a couple times. Right. So, clearly, uh, it's not necessarily. And not to mention lesser evils also, like Nixon right. and uh, George W. Bush was also Man of the Year. So, but also... Great people Great like people. the guy leaving Obama. He was man of the year, so it, it runs the gamut. But it's just you something's know, it, it, something, right. yeah, something's not quite right, and it just strikes me as like this is this is like part of the problem right. of right. America, right? You know, the also Trump is man of the year. I know. Like I, you're praising everything that right. he's done. Because I think they had a couple covers. They showed a couple covers in August, whatever, when he was at his lowest ebb. They had meltdown on their cover. They had it melting down. But now he's man. Now he's man. Yeah. So that, that's about our I me. Mean, that's why a lot of people hate our industry because we just completely pander. Right. You know, we're like, okay, well he's in. he's in now. So let's go genuflect. But right. one of the, one p- person who does not think he's man of the year is LeBron James. Um, remember the, the, Apparently, they the uh, the Knicks. Uh, I mean, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers are in town playing the Knicks, and LeBron did not stay at Trump Tower. He uh, and a couple other teammates. Decide to stay somewhere, I think, at Days Inn or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great story. Yeah, they said, we're going to stay at Motel 6. <laughs> anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. But I'm sure he had some nice digs in oh, New York City oh, somewhere. Oh, oh, but, uh, oh, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, they were supposed to stay at the, the, the Soho Trump uh, Hotel. And uh, like you said, LeBron and a few other teammates didn't stay there. Some of them did. LeBron, they, you know, he was specifically asked during shoot-around whether – he was taking some sort of stand, and he and he didn't go there with it. He said, he said, no, it's no stand. It's just personal preference. So he just left that wide open. Which I don't is, know what that which, means. Which is smart. Well, because he, we all know it was a stand. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember Ty? I think you you uh, saw something Tyrone Tyrone Lou right. Tyrone Lou said right. about it. 
Yeah, I mean, Tyron Lue basically, I mean, they asked Tyron, Tyron Lue about it, you know, how do you feel about not having your team together in a hotel? Has this ever happened before? And he said, no, this is a strange situation, but we're living in strange times. <laughs> You're right. Now, what does that mean? I mean <laughs> exactly. What does that mean? <laughs> he was like, but hey, that's not my focus. My focus is about winning games and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I'm guessing my owner, yeah, my my owner, owner has Gilbert. to be one of the big, biggest Republicans <laughs> right. of all time. Right, because my owner's happy. Right. So right. I got I to gotta front. Like I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. So, but more power to. And now, so now I wonder if this is going to become. And this is really good. You know, pro, if this is going to become a little thing in the NBA, mm-hmm. where a lot of a lot of guys, man, when they're supposed to stay at Trump Tower, just say, "Now we're not. We're opting out. We're not staying at Trump Tower." Right. And then they don't do it. No big thing. We're just not staying there. Right. No, you know. That'd be that'd be great. And it's, it's so interesting that you know this is our president. This is this is supposedly about to be our president as long as. You know, unfortunately, if it actually goes through, which I'm sure you know yeah. it will, but yeah. there's still some things going there's on. Still some hope. Some, I mean, my slight hope. No, but, uh, but uh, you know, this is this is the president of the United States, and people do not want to stay at this guy's hotel. Right. Like, but I mean, then again, you know, the, the whole con- a lot of world leaders are they're like sucking up and right. getting contracts, well, and, and his his wife just signed a contract. Uh, with with the with the with Japan with some Japanese um, clothing company, right. I mean this shit is going to get wild, man. Just, yeah, it's already just wild. Just the conflict of interest oh and the God. confluence of business mm. and personal and using the White House oh for God. gain for your own gain. Mm. And it's not like other presidents don't do it, but they he's just saying, you know what? I'm gonna really do it. I'm just gonna go all the way. What you guys have been kind of doing sneakily, right? I'm gonna do it in your face, out front. Wasn't he like running against the Clinton Foundation or something? Yeah. Well, other people were pointing out. Well, what about he said? Listen, I'm gonna make that seem like a kindergarten, <laughs> you know, bake sale <laughs> stuff. I'm doing, right. you know. I mean, really. So right. But hey, this is, but this is what LeBron. we this is what we and this is what we deserve and we asked for. But yeah, back to LeBron. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's good. It's good that you know LeBron is a you know a, a, a couple friends of mine reporters have sort of complained about LeBron in terms of not really giving brothers a lot of access. Mm. You know, um, you know, a couple of friends of mine at the Undefeated and just a couple of reporters in general saying that mm. LeBron, in their estimation, tends to give scoops to, to the white reporters in, unless they're like Mike Wilbon or right. Stephen A. Smith, you know, something like that, but tend, tends to give the, the scoops and that kind of stuff to, to white reporters. Um, and I've seen that before. But it's also good that He's taking these kinds of uh, stands that are not stands, you know, <laughs> when he doesn't stay at Trump Tower and, you know, all that kind of but, stuff. So that's interesting, though. But so that that's that's okay with you, the fact that – not okay, but you understand that? What? No, in, in term, okay. no, no, in terms of him taking the stand but not, stating, not stand? stating it as such. Um, I – you know, I, I guess uh, am I okay with it? It's a good question. I mean, I, I think we know right. that it's a stand, and then that's part of what we do is interpret, mm-hmm. is what you know we interpret. And, you know, I think we're going to get a lot of that in these next four years. I mean, the pendulum swings, and I guess fortunately for the media, when, 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 when you've got this kind of administration in, you know, remember we talked about this on, on other podcasts. We, on other podcasts, we've been sort of on vacation for these right. last, you know, eight right. years. It's kind of been like uh, Camelot, right. you know, when we just kind of, you know, waltzing through the posies and stuff like that now you know it's it's uh it's games on and now um i think that and, and the game should have been no matter 
I, I mean, I think, you know, Cornell West was saying even when Obama, Obama took office, that once you, once you take that seat, just by definition, you are now, you have to be critiqued. Because oh, yeah. you now are going into this machinery that's larger than, than you are. Right. And, and Cornell was a, a, a kind of outspoken critic right. of, well, what is Obama doing for black folks? And I'm sure there are going to be a lot of critics about um, with Trump. So, well, you said that you you said that you were going to deport all the Mexicans. What you happened? said that you said you're going to build a fence, a, a wall. You said that you were going to, um, you know, uh, have death squads. You know, send right. police into the black community right. with death squads. I also, I also thought I, I think he said he was going to he was going to revitalize the black community. I can't yeah, wait for yeah, that. Yeah, let's see that. Let's see what that looks like. You know, <laughs> a McDonald's franchise and everything. He's like, give me a chance. That's what he said. Okay. Said, we'll give you a chance. All right. He may. You know what? I bet you he'd be on our show. No. I, bet, I bet you. I bet you be on our show seriously, because right. he don't care. So if if you look at our numbers, you say, "Hey, I'll be on the show." What the hell, <laughs> you know? See if it could help. You know, he may he may do. You know, come here for dinner. Come to come to Chocolate Restaurant, right? For dinner, right? And like you, you'll get a whole lot of recruits. Say, hey, hey, brother, we we with you. <laughs> this, no, is, this is our man. Yeah, no, no question about it. He, he loves he loves the pat on the back and the praise and so he might come through. You never know. So listen, you can't take this stuff serious. I mean, you can't take it personally. So, so LeBron didn't stay. You know, he didn't stay at Trump right. Tower. But then you know the the other thing too. Obviously, they play the Knicks tonight. Uh, hasn't hasn't started yet. We're here on a Wednesday night. Uh, but the story, you know, the story came out, I guess, about a month ago, a few weeks ago, uh, as far as LeBron, uh, Phil Jackson, the uh, president of the Knicks, right. made some comments about LeBron, and he was talking about him when he was in Miami, just revisiting the whole situation when he left Miami. And in the interview, he referred to LeBron's business partners, his, they, were, they are friends he grew up with, but his business partners, agents, uh, uh, you know, people who handle it. You know his his marketing and advertising. He referred to them as as LeBron's posse, and remember at the time that blew up, right? And people took offense to that. <laughs> Most notably, LeBron took offense to it, right? Right. Uh, and as he probably should have, and he he just pointed out, like, hey, you know, this is not my posse. This is these are people. These are my business partners, and and because I'm black, that that's my posse, right? So, you know, that blew up a couple weeks ago, but now of course it's coming back. Uh, it's back in the news because he's coming to New York and they're like, oh, are you going to meet with Phil? Are you going to discuss it? And LeBron is like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not meeting with Phil. But they mm-hmm. also interviewed Phil about it and, and he, you know, he, he didn't apologize. As, and I guess that's not a surprise. I mean, you, you've been around Phil. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, and you had an interesting conversation with uh, Stan Gundy about it, which I guess we'll get to, which was interesting. I know to me, Jamal, I mean, of all the stuff that's going on, that's really kind of low on my Richter scale. Right. And I was like, hey, LeBron, why don't you get, why don't you talk to some, some black reporters about <laughs> that, how you really feel? I mean, you can't have it both ways. You, you know, you feel insulted. You're going to give all the scoops to white reporters. We're out here as black reporters really fighting a heck of a battle, man. I mean, right. and if and if white editors and this is always oxymoron because most editors are white. They say, "Well, hell, if LeBron and those guys don't give black reporters scoops, what the hell, what the hell we need you for? Right. You know, if if the stars are catering to white reporters, why do we need black reporters? You know, so right. I've got I'm, I've got a special thing about that, and particularly, you know, something like this uh, when 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 you feel offended, when LeBron feels offended, when when this 
old, you know, seventy something year old white man right. is talking about posse. And right. that could have been as much generational right. as anything. He's he's thinking whatever, you know, Phil could have been high or something when he said <laughs> it. And, and, uh, no and he says that. And right. then but I'm saying, man, it would be great if you if LeBron goes to like a Mark Spears or or goes to, you know, uh one of you know, a lot of great young black reporters, you know, who would who who could know exactly because they, they, they are of that generation and could really interpret it. So my whole thing, man, is, and again, there are a few brothers who I really respect who right. kind of complained about this. Right. So I'm like saying, Le- LeBron, if you listen, man, you know, um, there have been a couple other things that, that the group has done that I thought was, a lot of stuff they've done is great, but in terms of giving white reporters or the white, you know, access before black outlets and that kind of stuff. And, you know, we're kind of all in this together. You know, we really, right. the stronger, and LeBron, them have to realize, not just LeBron, but all the black guys who got black and white agents and all that kind of stuff, you know, that the stronger we are as black folks, the stronger you are. Right. You know, I'm, if, I want you to be great so I can be great. Right. You know, and we really need to help each other that way. But if deep, deep, deep down you've got this, the white man's ice is colder kind of mentality, mm. and, and you, you're going to deal with, like, the white reporters and the white but you know, then it's the same kind of handkerchief head kind of mentality. You know, again, I respect a lot, of, a lot of the stuff LeBron does. You mm-hmm. know, I, I really do. But he's such a pivotal um, a figure that if if he does something, if he, you know, if he makes sure that the black media is taken care of, or black reporters and white media taken care of, then that sets a tone. You know, right. it sets a tone and. Um, so that's all I'm saying. No, I, I agree. And and when I you know when I first heard the story, <coughs> I felt similar. I was you know it's almost it just feels like yeah I get it. You know you should take offense to it. It is like a subtle uh, thing that shouldn't be used. And I guess if you if you add up all the subtle uh, you know nuance right. type of you know uh, insults that that you know we as black people get. Yes, it is important, so I, I get it. But you're right. I mean, there are bigger issues, um, and there are bigger issues that he could tackle. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I get it. You know, you know, you have to deal with it. I mean, if you really want to, he's man, what the hell is, who the hell is Phil Jackson? He's trying right. to get his, he's trying to keep his damn job. Right. You know, don't be worried about my posse. You know, I'm going to bust it like, you know, bust it for 53, you know. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, but, yeah, I mean, I think if you call him the N-word or right. something like that, then we got an issue. But, right. uh, you know, I hear you, but it, I mean, it's a, uh, on the Phil Jackson side, you know, and he 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 stuck, you know, he he was refusing to apologize. His quote, he gave a quote to the Washington Post about it. They asked him about it. He said, "The obvious thing is the word itself carries a connotation, and I just don't understand that that part of it, the word." So I guess word choice could be something I could, I you know, I could regret, but talking about other teams' players. That's out of the box. So basically, he's saying the mistake he made was talking about so other people's he, players, not right. the posse thing. Right. You know, and that's just to me. That's just come on, Phil. Just just apologize, man. Right. I mean, or, just say or, sorry or don't, because maybe he's not sorry. All right. And all if right. he's not sorry, then you know, I mean, that's a, we, we we do that. If you're not sorry, that's true. Yeah, we do that all the time. We we always get we always like like to march people through the town square. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly brothers. But even you know, apologize, apologize. Well, I ain't sorry. <laughs> you know what? I'm right, gonna right. apologize for if I if. If if I if if I was truly sorry, that's it. But we like that, particularly in America. We like mm-hmm. all the we we don't like things that is true. dirty. We that's we true. like things like the chicken. You know, like we like our chicken packaged. Where if you go over to other places, 
the the whole chicken is there, the head, right. everything. Gotta, we don't like that. You got to catch it and kill it yeah, sometimes. Yeah, right? yeah, we don't like it. We just like to see the shit packaged. <laughs> and how did it get here? Oh, I don't know, just immaculate conception. I don't you know, you know. So that's the whole thing. Well, but, well, well on, on the other side of it, uh, I did get a chance to 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 get uh, another coach's uh, take on it, which was uh, uh, Stan Van Gundy mm-hmm. when the Pistons were in town, and they asked him about you know what his feelings were about that about that uh, about Phil Jackson's comments, right. and he actually gave a a nice heartfelt answer and an honest answer that that made you know a lot of sense, and and basically said, hey, you know, when it comes to have I ever used that word when it comes to a white player. No, and and this is what he had to say. Well, you know what? It, it makes you uh, it makes you all think. You know, I I, I think that we've all um, you know we've all got to become aware of our language and attitudes. And I, I just I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I've used that word before, okay. And when that all came out, I had to ask myself. You know, have I ever used that word before with a white player? And the answer is no. So, you know, I, I think, look, um, you know, you have to be aware of the language and you have to be aware a little bit of your own biases if you're gonna, if you're gonna overcome them. And so I took that seriously. I understand why it's offensive. I've never used that word publicly with anybody, but I have used it um, you know, just in, in talking to people I know and things like that. And it has never been uh, in conjunction with a, uh, a white player. And so I, I think you've, you know, at the time where you're going to call out other people on attitudes, I, I think you need to be willing to look in the mirror and, uh, and call yourself out. I don't think I've used that term in a long, long, long time. But I think going back to my days as an assistant when I was younger, I know in the past I have used that term. I'm just being honest. And, um, you know, it's not right. Now, now, that was a great, great insight. And, and now you're right. You know, when he said that I thought back of him, I really never referred to a white player as posse. Right. Hey, right. There ain't that many white players in the league. <laughs> That's true. You know, they don't have posse. That's they, true. You know. But but, but, but I'm sure they have friends. The, the few that do, I'm sure they have friends. But they that have friends, travel with them. But they don't, they call them a uh, what do they call it? Uh, associates. Associates or uh, entourage. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, True. Entourage is not necessarily a great. Yeah, that's not great. That's not but great. It's better either. than posse. Better than posse. I mean, but a posse is like you know uh, a, a wild west. Right. That's true. The people, posse. People brought that up. That might be Phil's generation. Yeah, that's his generation. Yeah. Like the posse. Like right. he's from smoke. Isn't he from Wyoming? He's from Wyoming. Wyoming? Like, you know, yeah. North Dakota. <laughs> One of those places out there. Sorry, middle America. One of those places out there. Excuse me for coughing, man. It's something we all try to fight off here. But yeah, no, North Dakota, South Dakota. Right. All those places went 99% for Trump. Yes. You know, posse. They got the posse. Have you been watching Westworld, by the way? No. It's, it, well, anyway, that's Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's Should I check it out? Well, if you don't want to get hooked. I mean, if you get, you know, these these things are like, I think, I think there's more great TV we could talk about that now. but mm-hmm. I think there's more great theater. well your sister your sister writes for you know Shonda Rhyme right right, right. I, I think there's more great TV out now man that there's ever been before I'm kind of happy because I was getting really sick of this whole sitcom thing that gave us Donald Trump you know <laughs> and now you know you actually got real actors 
who study the craft, who right. do stuff. You know, no, you're as, right. There's a lot out there. There really is a lot out there, it, and that's that's one of the reasons I'm scared to die. I'm not a big Netflix guy. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of scared to dive in there because I don't think I have the time. You get Well, nobody does. That's right. the whole point. You get right. hooked on it. But the greatest reality TV is what we do kind of every week, like with these games, right. Knicks, Giants. I mean, you know, that's like really real reality TV. Yeah, no question. We don't know the results and that kind of stuff. Um, but the Knicks, I mean, you know, we kill Phil Jackson. Knicks are doing better. Nine and three, last 12 games, Bill. Yeah, uh, you know they look. It's good. not even February. Yet. It's, not, it's not even February. They, you know they're like in the six, seven spot in the East. And I, I said it. Remember, we, we had this discussion with like Chris Herring, who. Right. who oh, we gotta uh, get him back. He's now with. Uh, he's now with ESPN. ESPN uh, five thirty eight. So I'm on Sports Center today. Shout out oh, to nice. Chris Herring. Nice, nice. Um, Go ahead, Chris. He started here. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I mean, the, like I said at the beginning of the season, the Knicks have the talent. To be a, to, they shouldn't, they should be no less than a top four team, in my opinion, in the East, based on the talent they have. And in the last twelve games, they've started to show that. Uh, you know, it's just a question if they can, if they can sustain it. Uh, Hornacek has been decent as a coach, I think. Um, uh, Porzingis has right. been expected, as expected, stepped up this year. He he's playing well. Carmelo's been a little inconsistent, but he's still he's, he's going to score on his worst day. Right. Uh, so and and Derek Rose has been has looked very impressive. Has been he's uninjured, been, except well, the, he's missed the last two games with a lower back. Spa- well, he's missing tonight's game with a lower back spasm. When you really need him. <laughs> so, and he missed the, like the the second half of the last game. So. Well, you can't it, you can't expect it. It's kind of like the Kyrie Irving thing. It's okay, uh-huh. at what point will he get hurt? Right. You know, and it would be great if. Well, I was gonna say if if Derek Rose go injury free. That's. Right, but you know, I mean, you know, I'm not going to get on him for that. You know, it's an 82 game season. You miss a game here or there, right. that's fine. Uh, but they do have Brandon Jennings backing him up, with, which is pretty good, very good. And he and he's and he's looked very good. He's looked in the preseason. I was a little worried about him being, you know, too flamboyant. I was calling him too much sauce, but he's toned it down. Ooh, uh, Brandon Jennings, yeah, Brandon Jennings. I mean, <laughs> he was he was doing the shimmy in preseason after a jump shot. He's toned it down. He's, he seems disciplined out there. He's just trying to get other guys involved. He has high assists, uh, you know, in terms of you know per minutes played. His assists are you know, you know off off the charts. So look, you know, the Knicks might have a little. They, and they should have a little. So I don't want to say like this is a, should be a surprise with the talent on that team. They should be a top four team in the East. We'll see. I do like I do like um, Hornacek. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I think he's a good person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's you know good coach. And he was a good player back yeah, in the day. He's very tough. Yeah. Tough, mm-hmm. gritty players. So mm-hmm. I would, you know, and and if I, I'm not, I, I've I've gone to a couple games, and uh, I don't know if he's kind of feel as fine. Let him just adapt his system and not just squeeze this everything into this triangle square. No, he has, he has. They're, I mean, they're playing a little bit of the triangle, <coughs> but he's, you know, you can tell he's he's making his own decisions. He's putting guys, you know, like on the bench starters. He's not afraid to bench a starter in the fourth quarter. He's done that with Noah. Done it even with Melo a little bit. Mm-hmm. So when they're not when they're not pl- playing their best games. So no, I agree. I like what the Hornets like is doing. Yeah, and then um, you know the rest. Of, again, we still we still have another two months just before a long way we get to go. the All Star game. But you know, New York is you know I think although it's been a long time, I think when the Knicks do well, you know, the NBA is better. Right. You know, when New York is kind of like the epicenter of basketball, which has not been in a long time. Right. You know, everything is better, particularly when, when you look out west. The Lakers are just – I think the Lakers will eventually come back because they just – Right. They, they just will. do. And they're actually better this year. They're young. They're not going to do anything. 
but they you know they're showing some some promise. Yeah, but, they got a nice squad. I mean, yeah. you know, nice young players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randall's is really effectively as right. I think his first or second year back. Yeah. yeah, right. Second year back. Back from injury. I think I think he's a third year guy. He's you know, and I always like I always like Randall, and he's finally he's finally putting it all together. You know, triple threat guy. You know, rebound. <laughs> lead the break type of big man like almost like a you know a poor man's Barkley I didn't want to say Barkley compared to Barkley poor right. man's Barkley at, at right, but, right but, now yeah but you know all you gotta do is win one championship you'll be ahead of Barkley <laughs> <laughs> that's true it doesn't matter you know we, yeah, we still want to get Barkley on the show so. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah and, and you know uh, San Antonio I, I always I still think that San Antonio has one more you know one yeah. more championship in them no, I mean in, in this group Right, and they're, and they're right there. They're right there. They're they're at the top of the West with uh, Golden State. The Clippers actually looking better this year. Yeah. Uh, still a little up and down. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Let me stop it. I don't really trust the Clippers, but but they yeah. do. Their record suggests that they're that they could be a factor this year. Right. So we'll see. I mean, I think they'll we'll, we'll have plenty of time to deal with that and personalities, and we're going to go to some games and you know get some live uh, thing. Because as you know, we just. Yeah, it's kind of beyond the court, but I mean, the court is—you can't, you can't ignore the court because we do love sports, we right. do love competition. I think sometimes our industry, for a lot of different reasons, uh, swings so far that we, we, you know, uh, we don't really want to. We want to talk about everything other than sports. Talk about the sociology of the game right. and, and this, but the games are compelling. <clears throat> you know, the competition is is compelling. So I do. You know, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna take another break. And speaking of competition, the Dallas Cowboys are coming to New York. A little NFL action. Yeah, and uh, you're gonna be surprised when you look at Dak Prescott, Eli Manning, who actually comes out on top. But we'll talk a little bit about that. We get back live, as you can hear, from Chocolate Restaurant in Harlem. I mean, come on, folks. I mean, yes, it is probably loud, but this is Harlem and this is Chocolate, and this is one of the few restaurants. In, uh, in Harlem. Well, I mean, they got a nice little mix here, but, you know, it's not gentrification is not really hit hard here. I mean, you still. Well, I don't know. Not really? <laughs> well, okay. Right. Okay, well. Well, whatever. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll see you. We'll, we'll, we'll take a break and we'll be back. <laughs> Sports and man, this is like Dallas Cowboys week. Mm. You know, the Cowboys are coming in town, and uh, it's pretty big. You know, I mean, it's, it's a, this is a, a big game. I know people talk about ratings and all that kind of stuff, but you know, now that we, the presidential election is over and it turned out the way it turned out, people are like going to flock to the stadium to see distractions. Yeah. Yeah, please, <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm 100 percent focused. Big time. This <laughs> okay, the season end in June. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah. Anything. You know, but um, big game, man. This is a really, really, really big game. I think that um, I had a coach once in college, and we were getting ready to play Grambling in Yankee Stadium. He said, you know what? If you're going to play a great game, if you play well in New York, play. if you have a big game in New York. Right. And so I remember Raymond Chester, who was a tight end back in the day, had a great game. And, you know, he's number one draft pick and all that. So now, you know, you got Zach Prescott coming in. Everybody's been raving about Zach Prescott. It's really right. nice. So now you're coming to New York. Right. You know, well, New Jersey, but New York. Right. You know, playing in uh, at MetLife Stadium. 
against a, a Giants team that really looks oddly like a team that can actually go places because they don't look like they're going places. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the key. I mean, to me, you know, I look at the Giants, eight and four. They saw basically they've beaten who they're supposed to beat, which which, right. which you have to do. Right. Which is which is no, saying they just something. Lost. They lost to Pittsburgh. I'm not, well, Pittsburgh, I'm not surprised. At Pittsburgh, that they lost they're not to really supposed to win that. But but that's the thing with the Giants. They haven't to me. They haven't beaten anybody. <laughs> they've beaten the teams they're supposed to beat, and any kind of big game they lost, except for that first time, the first game of the year against Dak Prescott and Cowboys. They got the victory, but you've got to give. I mean, Dallas hasn't lost since then. I know. There's all like. It was almost like a give me. Like, it was the first game, right. the rookie, right. you know, and, and, it's, and it was now a close it's, game. It's now it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now. Right. Now, you know, we're rolling. Right. And you guys, it's not like the, the Giants are coming off a loss. Right. Um, I think it's, I mean, it's a very compelling game. What is It's a Sunday night game. Sunday night game. Right. You got Dallas, as we said, coming in 11 and 1 on an uh, 11 game winning streak. Uh, and looking for payback. I know. Right? So, revenge. Revenge. And, and, and Dallas can actually clinch. I think the number one seed in the East, uh, wow. in the East, with this win, wow. definitely, definitely the NFC East. I gotta, we gotta check that. We need a stat guy on the show. Yeah. But I know they yeah, when our budget know. when we get our first sponsor. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So, so Dak Prescott comes in, and I was looking at the, uh, you know, Eli is known. You know, he puts up numbers. He, you know, he throw he throws a lot. He has weapons himself. So when I look, when I compared the two quarterbacks, Dak and Eli, I was thinking that Eli. Would have the advantage numbers wise, but it's 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 not only closer than I thought. But Dak has a clear advantage, and you know people because he's a rookie, people want to put him, put that you know that that game manager tag right. on him. And he's a, and you he's know, a black quarterback. You know, and he's a black quarterback. Oh, he has a, has right. he really right. uh, does he really have a mastery of the offense can he, yet? Can he, can he throw in the stay in the pocket? It's going to take him a couple of years yeah. to, to figure out the defenses, right. Right. but. <laughs> um, he didn't figure his shit out. It looks like he figured it out. Because, I mean, you look at him and Eli, who's, who's a veteran, right. you know, always puts up big numbers. Uh, Yards-wise, Eli, 3,097 on the year. Dak, 2,974. That's pretty close. Uh, let's go to touchdowns and interceptions. Dak has 19 touchdowns, two interceptions. Eli, 22 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> what do you want? I mean, you know, he puts the ball. He takes more chances. It must be the offensive line, right? right. right. The offensive line, or, 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 or is, what's the name? Uh, the receivers. Oh yeah, receivers. they're never where they're supposed to be. Odell, he's not. He's not what he's cracked up to right. be. They're, they're, they're undisciplined. <laughs> you know, the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a it's, break. It's never gonna work. Yeah. And then, and and hey, and for all those same people, you know, we go to analytics and we go to the uh, quarterback QB rating. Mm. You know, every black man's favorite stat. Uh, <laughs> right. 108, uh, the QB, Dak's QB rating is 108.6, Eli's 88.3. So Mm. we know who the, I mean, it's not even close. I thought it would be a little closer. In terms of just pure statistics, I knew Dak was a winner, obviously, 11-1. I'm watching games. He's making the plays when they count in the fourth quarter. He's driving them. He has Ezekiel Elliott, also a rookie having a monster year, a beast. This could be, I I wouldn't be, well, I mean, if, if it keeps going like this, you might have, an MVP and rookie on the year, rookie of the year on the same team, because right now, yeah. uh, Dak Prescott is playing. Forget rookie of the year; he's like having an M- MVP year. Yeah, and you could say the same thing about Elliott. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the running back, he's already he already has twelve hundred eighty-five yards, you know, on the season. He's he's he has four point nine yards a carry as a wow. rookie, and you know he's hurdling guy. I mean, he's an absolute beast. Right. So th- this will be interesting to see. You know, these last four games. 
what the adjustments are. Because, I mean, they've pretty much gone through everything. They said, this is what we do. And they, they've got, they do have a great offensive line. There's no question about it. Yes. Dallas does have They a always do that. Yeah. Dallas always well, even, even in front of Tony Romo. Right. They, 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 they were always known for their offensive line. Right. I, was, I was fighting. I was having an argument with friends of mine. They, you know, they want to they wanna give the credit to Dallas' 11-1 record to the offensive line. I'm like, Romo had a great offensive he, line, too. He, right. He had, every, he had the same thing that this guy My whole life. Watching football, they've been praising the Dallas' offensive, offensive line. Right. Like, it's nothing changed. Right. Okay? Exactly. Except now. <laughs> now also, they're 11-1. I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, when, see, that's the thing about Dallas Cowboys. When is the last time these clowns have been 11-1? and one? You uh, know, and, 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 and what was so bizarre about that, remember there was a point a couple years ago, a couple games ago, by Tony Romo. Well, you know, is he going to come back? Or, right. You they, know, they wanted him to get the starting I'm job just, back. Just, come Something. on, man. It, it's just such so, – and it's in Texas. Right. You know, I mean, this is Texas. I mean, you can't right. say Dallas. Oh, this is in Texas. Right. A black, a young black man. Right. The same kind of man that that the Donald Trumps of the world, and you've got all these bowling shirt people out there talking about Trump, Trump, Trump. You know, right. cheering their asses off right. for these two black guys. You know, for, right. for, for, for Ezekiel Elliott yeah. and Dak Prescott, and they probably are so damn conflicted because right. they're getting ready to take them somewhere they ain't been years. So I, I'm just curious, some of the racists who are cheering for them. Who just do not like black people? Yeah, you know, well, how do you compartmentalize this shit? Yeah, all I can say, you know, my advice to Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott: just keep your uniform and your and your, your helmet right. on. Right. Every I don't care where you go. go. Right. Just, so you go to the bar. Right. Keep keep the uniform and the helmet on, right. especially when you're driving. If you drive, right. if you're driving, keep <laughs> keep the uniform and the helmet on. Like, put, put it on the back. Put number, <laughs> like one of those race cars. Put like right. number thirty four. On your car, right, you know, right. like have like Dallas Cowboys. You don't, you don't need ID. Just right. keep the helmet on. When, when, it, when the officer stops you, oh hey, you get your helmet on. Could you take your helmet off, sir? Just, right. Oh, it's Dak Prescott. <laughs> oh, Zach, how you? you know, give him a couple tickets to the game. You know, yeah, exactly. You, exactly. You know, give as much to the, for the police benevolent yeah. society. And it, it stops the batons too. The, the shoulder pads are good in case they try to whip out the. We just want to see if it's him. <laughs> we, <laughs> Well, good. Get out the car. We're gonna run a forty. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway. Hey, sorry about that. Hey, sorry about that. Um, but anyway, but now it's gonna be a great game, mm-hmm. and uh, it was kind of. I mean, it would be great, I guess, for the Giants fan and our market. The Giants would win and kind of keep this thing rolling, you know, because we're, you know, we've been kind of most of the games, right? We've yeah, been yeah just we've been there. And and this was a big one. And like you said, Dak's coming to. A, Dak, Ezekiel Elliott, two big names coming to New York City, and you know the more I think about it now, it's like, uh, I could see I could see a big Dallas performance here. Uh-huh. I don't know. I could. I don't know. Typically, I, I could see a big performance, but I could also see this is one of those games the Giants could win. Mm-hmm. Just, just because Eli may, you know, I mean, and o- Odell Beckham is. So, I mean, they they, they have, really do have a really good. Um, receiving crew. Right. They really do have a good receiving crew. The defense. Um, well, Pierre Paul is out for the season now. Oh, God. So that hurts. Yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. That's tough. That's You know, that, that's going to hurt their pass rush. And, and they've been inconsistent in that area anyway. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, Dallas. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, excited to get a chance to see him in person. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I guess a, a great AFC matchup would be Somehow, Zach Press, uh, Seattle and uh, uh, oh, NFC. Seattle for mm-hmm. the NFC yeah, yeah. Championship, um, uh, Seattle and um, Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that, that's what it's all looking like right now. That would be that would be great. Rady's bonanza. Mm-hmm. Two young brothers, you know, 
you know, going the, ra- the ratings. The ratings might go down because that's what I hear. Brothers. That's what people say. Like, you know. Yeah, they want to see. Uh, where's Aaron Rodgers? Well, that 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 horse is mm-hmm. that, that has left the station. I, I mm-hmm. think. I think Aaron has kind of had his. I, I mean, I hate to say it because then you say it, then ne- next year he leads him to the Super Bowl. No, I, and I, you know, Aaron Rodgers is great. He is. Know? No, he is great. But you know, I mean, you gotta have a you gotta have a full team, and he, he doesn't have that right now. Uh, coaching wise, McCarthy. You know, I've never been too high on him. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers himself, great, great player. Yeah. You know? No, 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 no question about it. But it's time. You know, if you have these two guys, uh, Russell Wilson, who's already been to two Super Bowls in his first, what, four years? Right. And came, you know, we've talked about this, a touchdown away from, you know, having two Super Bowls in three years. So I think that'll be great. And, and, if, and if Prescott can lead these guys to the Super Bowl, man, oh. it, it'll be – on, I mean, Dallas Cowboys fans are obnoxious, even <laughs> even the last few when they've done nothing. Right, and it, for them to get to the Super Bowl would just be, I don't know, man. You may have to like that may be the concentration camp. You have to put these guys in concentration camp, but we'll see. We got a lot of football to play, but uh, it's looking kind of promising. Yeah, and, and and the interesting thing, you know, about that potential matchup. I mean, right now, to me, those are the best two teams in the NFC. Uh, and you and you mentioned this weeks ago that you thought that Dak Prescott reminded you of Russell Wilson, and then you know I started paying more attention to that, and it's true. I mean, you know, just a little understated, right? Uh, they make they make the smart play. Don't you know they they know even when they run, know when to get down. Don't take unnecessary don't take hits, hits, right? You know, and that's just that's just intelligent football and winning football and. And they definitely have that in common. And they both know how to win. I mean, right. that, that's that's the thing to me. I don't think Tony Romo just was tone deaf. I think a little bit when it came to knowing how to win. I well, he's a star. He was a star. Right. He wanted to be a star. That, you're right. You know, right, and right, right, right. You, so you want to make you want to throw the bomb, and right. you want to throw it up and, and get some sort of glory. You want to date Jessica Simpson. Exactly. I, I, don't, I shouldn't go there because uh, Russell Wilson is dating they, Ciara, Ciara. So whatever. But they're not having sex. Right? Well, they are now. They are now. I mean, oh, because they're married? Oh, yeah, oh. they're married and, and, he, and he posted it. That's how, I, you know, I'm not, he posted I'm not I don't sex. have the binoculars outside the room or anything, but, but he they posted, hey, we got married, we had a big night. You know, they're a little corny. Did but, they you know. define big night? <laughs> <laughs> you know, our friend of the show, Linda Green. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Linda Green, who's actually on the show uh, mm-hmm. last year or something. But she uh, said, you know, she she's a big podcast listener. Mm-hmm. So she listens to a couple of podcasts, and she looked at something called Sugar. Mm-hmm. Sugar. But it was, it's a podcast with a man and a woman, and they give advice on relationships. Uh, you got to love those. Yeah, so I said, okay, so maybe we could do that. We could add that. Now I said we could have like one segment where we do like with Russell Wilson, you know, athletes in their sex lives or, uh, or, or what to avoid or something like that. But I, tell, I don't know. I don't that, think that will. Sex, sex sells. Sex yeah. sells. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe this is the fact we mentioned it. And Rihanna. Not Rihanna, but uh, – Sierra. Sierra. Mm-hmm. I always, I've, I've said You're not that, alone. You're not alone. I've said that Rihanna, Sierra, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sorry. I mean, because okay. we like to have them both on the show. That's true. You know, so i got to get that right. Hey, anyway, listen, man, this is, um, you know, I, I think that the next time you talk to us uh, or we talk to you guys, we, you know, the Giants will have played Dallas. Right. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Oh, we've got some really good – you've got the great Mike Freeman right. uh, coming up. Mike Freeman, who is a uh, – Columns with CBS uh, Bleacher Report. Uh, Ble- now. Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike gets around. We were uh, colleagues at the New York Times. He's developed into like a prolific 
author. Right. And now he's got a really a great book on mm-hmm. uh, Ken Stabler right. called Snake. Yep. So he's going to be on the show talk about Stabler and uh, and a lot of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, get you know talk about football, talk about that giant Dallas game, whatever happens. Yeah. Uh, so, so that'll be fun. And then uh, coming up after that, we have an interested we have an author of another book about an interesting story about the first black. Uh, basketball player in the SEC. Yeah, Percy. Uh, I think it was Percy. But anyway, but he's the first black bat. Really right. interesting. Uh, really interesting story. So we're going to have him on mm-hmm. to talk about that. Particularly, he was the first black. And now, if you look at the SEC now, basketball looks like uh, Howard. You know, it looks like the uh, SWAC. Oh yeah, no question. You know, you know. So yeah, so we got some 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 good stuff. Uh, good stuff lined up. So Jamal, you know, thanks again, and and thanks again everybody for. Uh, uh, Monday celebration at Chocolat. It was great. Uh, we also celebrate our hundredth podcast. Um, thank everybody who's been listening. It's really, really, really been a lot of fun. You know, uh, we want to thank everybody. Oh, Kevin's been hanging there for uh, a lot of them. Race has been there for a lot of them. Uh, I think Jamal's been there for all but maybe one of them. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So uh, now it's been great. Uh, now we just want to, you know, get some some sponsors to, uh, you know come here and uh but we're going to do the same show i'm just warning sponsors now we're not going to change the show we just want you just want your money <laughs> so we can pay, but we're going to have the same show no right. question about it right yeah, and we're doing well uh listenership is up and definitely follow us on uh on twitter at bros pod uh follow us on uh, facebook like the page bill roden on sports also instagram at bros pod so we're all over the place we you know, all, all over social media, you'll see uh, pictures of the of Monday night's event. Uh, went very well, as Bill said. Uh, it was it was a great time had by all, and uh, that's how we like it. Yep. And come to Chocolate. You know, uh, come uptown. Come uptown. Come to Chocolate. Stop by. Ask for Leon. Tell him that uh, Bill Roden and Jamal Murphy sent you. Now I'm not. I don't know if he's gonna give you anything free. <laughs> you know. You know. Leon doesn't play that shit. You know. Right. But he'll he'll you know he give some great. He'll sit down at the table with you and kind of. Oh yeah, I know Bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> anyway, hey guys, uh, enjoy this holiday season. This is one of my favorite times of year. Time for giving. Time for reflection. Um, thinking of your loved ones. You know, and um, one of the things about you, you know, I, I threw myself a parade, but it it, it, don't, it, it, it occurs to me that I think sometimes we have to really do that for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really good while you're here on earth and living and can breathe, to hear people tell you how much they respect you or how much they appreciate. Because I've been to a lot of memorials lately, mm-hmm. and I always wonder when I hear these people say these great things about people, I say, well, I wonder if people, all these people told them that when they're living. You know, and I think that's really a lesson is that sometimes you just need to, you know, you need to, or people need to tell people how much they respect them, how much they love them, how much, what they mean to them. And it's always loss, it's always tough. But sometimes, you know, like I I remember John Saunders, my good friend from ESPN, passed away. And I was on the show with him, maybe one of his last shows. And uh, and he and I got into it. I mean, we didn't get into it, but it was like, you know, we got, it was debate. Right. It was heated. And he kind of cut me off a few times. I was, you know, and then at the end of, you know, at the end of the day, apparently on Twitter, a lot of Twitter people were, oh, man, you know, Saunders was cutting off Bill. And um, he sent me a, a text, hey, Bill, I don't know if you've seen Twitter, but, 
you know, a lot of people thought that I was interrupting you, blah, blah, blah. I just want to write, make sure we're good. Mm-hmm. And I wrote back and said, John, man, I can never be angry at you. I said, you're the best. Right. And that's the last thing I said. That's the last discussion we ever had. And then there was some solace that I knew that he knew how I felt about him. Right. And so the, the lesson about that long-winded commercial for compassion is that I think, you know, during this holiday season going, you got family and friends. You know, I know sometimes, particularly as black men, you know, we don't really tell each other, you know, that how special they are and stuff like that. But I think maybe we should use this holiday season, particularly what's going on in the White House. We really need to lock arms, you know, and, and uh, you know, just tell people that we do respect, we do appreciate that, what we, that we respect them and that we appreciate them. And with that, I'll let you guys in radio, podcast, I know I, we, we respect you. We love you. We love your dedication. And uh, we're going to keep growing and growing and growing. So thank you. Thanks, Jamal. Jamal, you're a great brother. I really respect <laughs> you. Kevin, I really respect you. Thank you so much. I Raisa, respect you too, Kevin. I really respect you. you know, and Raisa. Right, right. Give me the picture first. Don't send it to Jamal. Okay. <laughs> well, I asked for it. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> hey, see you, everybody, uh, next week. Love you. God bless. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.